Jackson live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Well, I mean, it enters my mind because that's all you guys asked me about. So, uh, you know, I'm just kind of kidding a little bit. But, no, it's, I mean, it's something that you think about because it was the last time that we played them being a cross-conference opponent. And so it was a big game. That's always going to be a part of, uh, you know, the coaching trajectory for me and, and, and a night that, uh, you know, you got to be able to learn from. But as far as how that affected our plans going into this game, it really didn't at all. We're a totally different team. I mean, you see we're doing a lot of different things, but what is consistent is that you got great coaches and a really tough football team on the opposing sideline, and I think we'd like to say the same thing for our group. You know, a lot of really good football players. Yeah, Sean McVay got it. Got there just a little less than you did. The early bird gets the bird food. Uh, how about Sean, for Sean McVay is 42-19, and 19, I think I saw someone say yesterday. Bill Belichick is 42-19 and 19 in that same span. Wow. Huh. Pretty really? interesting. That is, who'd you, where did you hear that from? I saw it on Twitter. I got you. Oh, so it's got to be true. Nah, I mean, I think it was a report Just out of Just go on like Wikipedia LA. next time. I got you. Well, you go count them up if you want to dispute it. <laughs> I don't want to know. I'm not disputing. I believe you. It's just, that's a little, um, that says a lot about McVeigh. Yeah. You know, it says mm-hmm. a lot about McVeigh. I mean, because let's be honest, like, they weren't good last year, right? Was it last year they weren't good? Uh, I mean, or yeah. Was it two years ago? No, that was last year, I believe they weren't good, because two years ago they went to the Super Bowl. Was it two years ago? Okay. I think so. But they took a big step back last year. Correct. Then right after the Super Bowl. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what, was it a big step? I gotta remember what their record was well, last it year. It felt like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether it was or not, it felt like it. Because because the narrative started to be, oh, well, they caught up with his offense and golf's whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And they think about benching golf at times. Yeah. Remember? I, yep. Because I remember, like, Bortles might come in and that kind of stuff. Right. So, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I'm looking up the record right by now. By the way, golf, you see that stat, like, uh, like Jameis Winston's on the list still, but most turnovers since 2019 in golf has, like, 36. He leads the way. Wentz, golf, Bor- uh, not Bortles, uh, Winston. And I can't remember who else on the list. So here's the crazy thing. 2019, they were 9-7, and seven, but that was good, for, good enough for third in the NFC West of it. Ah. So, yeah, they didn't go so to the what playoffs. They, what was their record 2018? 2018, they would have been 13-3. and three. Wow. So, okay. So we're calling it a bad year when he went 9-7. and seven. Yeah. Uh, my bad. We'll take that right now. Well, I mean, you would, but let's be honest. The, you go to the Super Bowl one year, and the next year you don't even go to the playoffs. So that is a disappointment. But that's year. the NFL more than it is the Rams. You know, yeah. I mean, you're not going to go 13-3 and three every year. And so, yeah, could they have maybe been 10-6, and six, but that's a tough division. San Francisco came on strong. Yeah. Seattle's always good. I'll give them a pass for that, but it just didn't but look as good, that no, good. No, you're you know? absolutely right, because in 2018, they were second in team offense. 2019, they were 11th. So yeah, there was so a little bit of a drop. Back. I mean, yeah. Again, it, you, it's it's hard not to drop back off a Super Bowl or even going to, like, listen, the Titans are going to drop back this year most likely because I don't think they're going to the AFC Championship game again. Mm-hmm. So does that count as dropping back? Probably. Yeah, it's certainly mm-hmm. not building forward. Yeah. Hey, you know who else might drop back this year? The Kansas City Chiefs. I was going to say that. I don't know what the Chiefs, though, well, man. Yeah, we'll see. They might. You know? I mean, well, they can't do any better. Can oh, they? That's the thing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So when you have the Super Bowl as your as your measuring stick, it's certainly a that's what really makes what the Patriots did all those years that much more uh, impressive, no doubt about it. So it says a lot about McVay, mm-hmm. you know. And you're right. You know what? The more you think, like I'm like, what are the Rams doing? They're giving away all these draft picks and all this stuff, and they've built 
a pretty good team and now a consistent winner. This is yeah. three years in a row. I mean, heck, we'd sign up for that in a heartbeat. Yeah. You know, we'd give away draft picks. I'd give, I'd spend all the money. I, I'd do anything to, I mean, everybody around here would do anything to have one in 17, 18, and 19. You know what? We'd actually go through 2020 and, and I, nobody's ever going to be okay with it. Yeah. But you'd be like, all right. If Whoa. 2018 and 19 lived up to what they were supposed to be and at least piggybacked a little bit on 2017. But it, it's such a crazy thing, too, because when you talk about NFL rosters and you talk about a defense, like, yeah, you bring in Jalen Ramsey, right? And I think a part of you has to go, well, how much difference can he really make? Because he's one guy. He's one guy of 10 players on that field. Can one guy essentially make that big of a difference, set aside from the quarterback position? And to answer the question, I think they can, you know, and the fact that they have, um, you know, they have tied up Aaron Donald with that new contract a couple years ago. They have tied up Jalen Ramsey now with a new contract. It's like they're now what it's going to look like in the next couple of years. We'll see in terms of the receivers and all that stuff. But I'm saying right now on paper, it looks good because their pillars, their guys that they, they want to count on going forward. They have those guys. Jared Goff well, as well. They got rid of maybe their best player offensively in Todd Gurley. Yeah. And now have Cam Akers coming off a performance like last night. Now we'll mm-hmm. see. Like, we think Cam Akers is going to be good, but he's not Todd Gurley yet. That's unfair. Yeah. Uh, but they've done, certainly but, done a nice job. But I'll keep in mind, too, with Todd Gurley. Like, yeah, they let him go, and people are kind of like, yeah. But listen, what has Todd Gurley done since then? Nothing really, right? Yeah. I mean, it's true. you know, there's, there's, there's not a lot of trade, I think, left in those tires. I guess I never got to that uh, earlier when I had said I was going to, which is typical of me. But, uh, <laughs> you know, if you think of the guys the Jags have gotten rid of, right, you know, people bring up Foles. Well, that's fine. Uh, you bring up Ngakwe. Let's be honest. I still believe Ngakwe's. That's all. You should have signed him. Mm-hmm. But he's got six sacks. I mean, it's not like he's like, oh, we really miss Jan. I think you miss Calais Campbell, not necessarily for production, but for leadership. And so that's fair. But it's still not like, oh my gosh, right? Yeah. Dante Fowler, who you've left go, let go from that 17 team. Well, okay. I mean, again, these are these are more people. I think get mad about where they drafted these guys. Then about letting him go. Leonard Fournette, no problem. Get James Robinson. You know, Blake Bortles, glad we got rid of him. That's what people will say. How do you think people feel about Alan Lazard? Like, here's what, I don't really care what people think about Alan Lazard, and this is why. Yeah. Because that's the, that happens in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Like, that, Alan Lazard, I mean, come on, he'd be no different than, I, I don't, I mean, name your guy like the flashes Rashard Green had, and okay. then you let him go, and he goes and produces somewhere else with one of the great quarterbacks of all time. Like, if the Jags try to re-sign Keelan Cole, okay? Yeah. And Keelan Cole, you try to sign him for a two-year, $7 million deal, and it doesn't work out. Well, Keelan Cole then might go sign with Green Bay. Okay. And guess what? Keelan Cole's going to play pretty well for Green Bay. A lot of receivers and tight ends do. And, and so I just think that hap- that's part of it. That's not like we didn't want you. We weren't willing to pay you. We didn't know how to keep you. Those, those That's a different – like so Lazard is like, okay, you miss a little bit on talent. Eh, whatever. Uh, I, mean, I got you, man. But say what you want about Alan Lazard, but he's literally the two receiver right now in Green Bay when he's healthy. He is, you know, but so that's like, because they don't have anybody. But, but, but here's the thing, though. So then if you're a Jaguars fan, are you more – ticked off because you let Al Mazard go or are you more ticked off that you see Al Mazard there in Rodgers now and it's a reminder how he's never really had a quarterback here in Jacksonville I guess uh, probably that but my point is I'm not ticked off they let that Lazard's in Green Bay like I think there by the way there are a lot of other things to get ticked off about around here yeah I, I just don't I just don't I'm just bringing guys that you well, know no, that's fair set the example I, I think it's a good question I'm just telling you how I feel I, yeah. I don't I think that's 
kind of what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, listen, if Alan Hearns was playing well down in um, Miami, mm-hmm. you know, or, or, you know, had gone, didn't get hurt in Dallas or something, you know, I think those things happen. Like, you tried them, you kept them, you you know, or if Marquise Lee were to play well in, in New England this year instead of opting out, okay, I mean, it happens. Like, guys do go some other places, mm-hmm. and sometimes they'll, they'll still play some good ball. Yeah. Um, I, I just, the big thing is those big building blocks like did you let and the Jags have let some of those guys go one because they may have overdrafted them so they didn't live up to potential two because they didn't get along with them very well and I still think if you look back on it and you think of players that they might have missed here or there sure the Mercedes is you know all the way back to the Daryl Smith all the way back to the Brandon Marshall's come to mind like Brandon Marshall is probably one of the most overlooked player that they got rid of that they would have got way more production from Correct. You know, yeah. I mean, they would. Like, we don't talk about him as, in the same way we talk about Mercedes and others. Mm-hmm. And and Brandon Marshall, when they when he left, mm-hmm. probably had one of the best careers of a guy that left. Oh yeah. Over the next few years, it, it, that well, I can listen, remember since I've been here. Jack Del Rio knew he was doing Brandon Marshall, right? Like the circumstances of where Del Rio was around when Marshall came in. Del Rio's on the way out. He leaves. He goes to Denver. And he sees what's, what's transpiring and he's like, oh, you're going to let Brandon Marshall go? Yeah, we'll take him all day because I know what he's capable of. Yeah. And then you saw that. I think you saw that with Pot Roast as well. Knight Knight Knight. a little bit. But Knight, not long term. Even Marshall probably. Marshall actually for a little bit. I think it was a good handful of years in Denver. Yeah. And then it fell fast, kind of faded fast. But uh, Knight had like a good year or so. Well, all I know is he had that sack on Tom Brady in the AFC Championship yeah. game and go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, I mean, again, know? he had a good year or two. Yeah. Uh, but he never prolonged it that much more. Mm-hmm. Again, the, the answer to this question is Jalen Ramsey's going to haunt this franchise, in my opinion, as a top-flight player that you didn't keep for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things where Shad Khan, Dave Caldwell, everybody else, that you have to – well, Caldwell wouldn't have to live with it now. But Shad signing off on that that a lot, that whatever happened in that whole situation, mm-hmm. you got to live with that. I mean, see, we're going to be talking about Jalen Ramsey not on the Jags for the next 10 years. No, see, I'm not sure about that. You're going to be talking about Jalen Ramsey as long as Jalen Ramsey's replacement doesn't show up. Uh, I think as soon as you get a Jalen Ramsey That's replacement true. in here, then all of a sudden that, you know, that animosity goes away and you forget about him. But right now you have C.J. Henderson. Right now you have Trey Herndon, and it's a reminder of, yeah, we'll see what they got. But guess what? They're not Jalen Ramsey, and that's the reminder. Yeah. Um, anyway, a couple of things. What would be worse than Jalen Ramsey winning a Super Bowl this season? Uh, <laughs> Tom says a Super Bowl 35 rematch. I'll have to go back and look 35 up. Uh, definitely yeah. Miami says, yeah, the Gators winning anything. Uh, Dr. Sad, too bad, says the Jaguars being viable. Super Bowl uh, 35 was the Ravens-Giants. <laughs> I don't, uh, yeah. Maybe another virus, ten times worse than COVID. <laughs> okay. Oh boy! Uh, hey, he's putting it all in perspective. Blue Jean nineteen says this wouldn't bother me. The organization pushed him away. All right, uh, that's a guy that's comfortable Mr. in his Pico loss. Boulevard says Jags winning another game. Really wants that draft pick. Yeah. Uh, the shooter says the Jags move and immediately win a Super Bowl. <laughs> well, that would hurt. That would hurt. <laughs> Um, that's, that's the best one. And it's diabolical, but that's the best it one. It's pretty diabolical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, also asked a question about Mike Malarkey. Did they get rid of him too soon? First Coast Bubbler says, yeah, that was B.S. Firing him after one season. Did a nice job with uh, the Titans. Mm-hmm. Uh, James says, nope, should have gotten rid of Gabbert and Bortles quicker, though. And uh, some of the responses we see on cool. social media. Hey, so we have Logan Cook ready to go? Let's do it. I caught up with Logan Cook this week um, about uh, my 
cause Mike Cleats. Yeah. And also about the season he's having. I mean, listen, it's not like we like talk no. a lot about punting. No. But I, I did find it. I actually asked him in this a couple of things. One, how close has he come to being a field goal kicker this year? Mm-hmm. But also, two, like, how, like, what is the art of punting that all of a sudden, like, you're punting the ball better? Mm-hmm. Like, you figure if you're a good punter, you're a good punter. Mm-hmm. But things have changed for Cook. Well, so. listen, uh, this guy's having another great year, right? I mean, he's on a team that hasn't won a lot of games, so it's hard to celebrate him. And Tom Coughlin's gone, so you don't have the biggest cheerleader of all time, the biggest <laughs> Logan Cook cheerleader of all time, the hype man, the Lil John for Logan Cook, if you will, <laughs> and Tom Coughlin. Well, he's gone now, so sometimes we forget just how great Logan Cook really is. Brett. Yeah, and I'm good. glad you caught up with him. And uh, Logan Cook, by the way, also... Um, Supporting Ronald McDonald House Charities of Jacksonville with his My Cause, My Cleats campaign and had a cool story behind it as well. Here's my conversation with the Jaguars punter. We're joined right now by Jaguars punter Logan Cook, who's having a fantastic season. I want to ask you about some of that football stuff in in just a moment. But this is a really cool week in the NFL. The NFL has a lot of different platforms. Uh, I love this one. Uh, with my cause, my cleats, and obviously a special week for you. Tell us a little bit about what you'll be doing on Sunday with uh, Ronald McDonald House Charities of Jacksonville. Yeah, so um, me and my wife took a trip down there last year, um, and and it was really incredible to see kind of kind of the work that Ronald McDonald did. And I had never personally, obviously, heard of Ronald McDonald House, and um, had had some family friends who were a part of it back in Mississippi, um, but. I never really done done any work with them. So seeing like the the work that they actually do outside of just, you know, boarding families who who child who their child was at the hospital, it, it was really cool to see like little events like we were making cookies with the kids and just things like that and to see like the smiles on their faces. And um and it was really it was very eye opening um because that's something, especially when you're outside of that that environment, you don't really think about that stuff going on. So um being able to see that and being able to see the impact they made in those families was pretty cool. Well, and you, it sounds like you ran into to one little guy, especially Jaden, yeah. uh, that, that really touched you. Isn't that the cool thing about what you guys were able to do? You go do, do a community event, you do something like this, uh, which is cool anyway, uh, but then you get a connection that maybe will last a very long time. Right, yeah, these cleats, um, obviously you can see the logo right here, the Ronald McDonald logo. And then I got Jaden's favorite Bible verse, which happened to be John 3.16. Uh, right here. So he don't know, but I'm, I'm going to give it to him for Christmas. Um, getting the cleats. So that'll be pretty cool. But no, me and Jaden, we hit it off. He was wearing a, I think a Mossy Oak t-shirt and, um, and I went and, and, and kind of brought up a conversation with him about hunting and he was, his, his face went from very mellow and like he had a long day. I don't know if it, it was in treatments and stuff, but, um, whatever. He had, he had a long day, um, at the hospital. So then seeing his smile just do this and we started talking about hunting was pretty cool. And, um, I actually got him to my home farm in Mississippi this year, turkey hunting. And, uh, him and his family, and we had a blast. And, um, so definitely a friendship that'll last, um, as long as I'm on this earth. So is it a great perspective for you? A reminder, even this week during obviously a very difficult season for you guys, you know, and, and wins and losses mean so much. But, uh, again, I mean, it's, it's almost cliche now because of the opportunity that you guys have, the platform you guys have. But I mean, this is, uh, it does put it in perspective, I would imagine. Oh, no doubt. I mean, just. If I have a bad game or if, uh, obviously the season's not going how we as a team wanted to go, but, um, just kind of set, you know, looking back and saying, look, at the end of the day, this, we have the greatest job in the world and we get to impact these people. And, and there's so many people that, that, that have it so much worse than we do. And, uh, it really, it really helps us, especially me after a bad game or, or a loss to be able to, 
you know, say, look, it's really not that big of a deal right now. So what, uh, tell us a little bit more about that hunting trip when you did get them on, on, on your property and turkey hunting. I mean, what was Jaden like? I mean, give, give us an idea of that day. Cause I mean, you said the smile was big when you saw him and stopped hunting. I, I can only imagine what it was like that day. Yeah, man, the whole time we were there. So we were supposed to go to a farm in Tennessee that I hunt, but with COVID and everything, um, I do a deal up there with, with, uh, the St. Jude, um, organization and they, they put on a hunt up there every year. It's called hunting for a cure. So I was going to take him to that. And, um, but with COVID, they ended up canceling that. So we had to kind of make a little audible and took him to my place in Mississippi. And, um, first couple of days was slow. It was just hot. And then I, the last morning, um, man, the birds were gobbling a lot and he got to really see what they do. And he was just, I mean, the whole time he was shaking and, and smiling. He keep looking back at his dad, grinning ear to ear. And he, he didn't, he didn't get to kill one, but he got to, got to experience it. And he's going to be back this year for sure. So hopefully we can get it done. That's very cool. Uh, with COVID, uh, how, how much do you miss that part of it? These Tuesday events where you can go and, and reach the, the community and impact and, and meet new people and see it. Uh, you know, I, I would imagine as a football player, sometimes if you go in the grocery store, that can be too much sometimes, but there's going to be yeah. a level of it that you miss right now too. Yeah, I do, man. Um, from Sundays to, to, to even camp, people being out here at practice and I'm um, getting to do these events and meet people. And I mean, obviously without us being able to do these events, I wouldn't have gotten to meet Jaden. So, you know, who knows what, what relationship we could have made this year, but it all happens for a reason. Um, we're going through this time for, for some crazy reason. Uh, but there is a reason. So, um, it sucks right now, but, um, you know, hopefully next year we'll be able to be back and be a part of the community more. Let me ask you a football question or two. You're having a fantastic season. Congratulations on that. Uh, why? Uh, I, I tell us, listen, we're, we watch football all the time, but we don't know why a punter kicks well or, or maybe doesn't kick one well. Why are you having such a good year? Um, well, honestly, it's just, it's a blessing. All of it is. Um, I'm not good enough with technique and stuff to explain how, how I'm in the ball good, but, um, especially my rookie year was kind of, I think still trying to figure it out. And, uh, the games went by so fast and they, every play went by so fast. But last year I kind of, kind of got to settle in more and it was kind of, kind of how a hitter can start seeing the baseball kind of like a beach ball. It's kind of, kind of the same concept. Um, the way these past two seasons have been, it's like the ball is real big and the sweet spot's big. So it's just flying. And, um, I, I've, I've got bailed out by the covers team a lot this year. So they, they, they help a lot, but, uh, um, it, it's nice to be able to let it rip down the field knowing they're going to run in there and cover it. Is this as well as you've ever kicked the football? I mean, even high school, college, whatever. Yeah, um, I was not a very good high school punter, I don't think. Uh, and somehow I got, got a scholarship and, and even in college, I feel like I, I just kept doing this and figuring it out and learning more. And, and now it's, it's fun to sit back and, and, and be real confident when I go on the field and, um, actually be able to, to place the ball where I want to, which is something completely new. Um, kind of started last year. Um, so being able to do that and being able to kind of play a game with the returner back there, a little keep away games, pretty fun with some of the different balls we hit. And, um, so it's, it's interesting to, to, to be able to go out there pregame and see, you know, the other punter hitting hitting the banana balls and stuff that we do to their returners and uh, kind of makes you smile a little bit knowing people had to prepare for you a little bit. Yeah, very good. Uh, holy cats, man. I mean, kicking field goals has been a tough thing for this football team this year. Yeah. I mean, it's been unbelievable. How Seriously, how much have you wondered if your name will be called to kick a field um, goal? And are you comfortable with that? Yeah, I mean, uh, I pretend I'm a gamer sometimes, whether I am or not, so – if my name gets called, I'm ready. Um, but probably by the second or third week after we, you know, we kind of been going through this, you know, whatever you want to call it of new kickers. Um, I started working on a little more and, um, started, started hitting some practice and team ball. So who knows? I'm ready to go whenever. So <laughs> what's the range? Um, 
I'll go mid sixties indoors. Really? But, yeah. You, you go outside into the wind and stuff. It changes it obviously, but, um, I don't know. I feel more comfortable hit a 50 yarder than an extra point. If that tells you anything. <laughs> Very good. Hey, uh, all right. I got one last thing for you. You seem like you listen, you like to hunt. I think you like the fish. Uh, you've been around golf a little bit. You like to golf. I mean, you are like the perfect Jacksonville guy. I mean, is this just like a great place? Is this a great place for you and, and your family? Oh, yeah, it's perfect. Um, my wife, she works at Wolfson's up there. And um, so a um, little side note to her, she's an awesome person. And she uh, – but she – so that's kind of – she was one of the ones that kind of drew me to the Ronald McDonald house in the first place. But, um, no, she loves it here. We've made so many friends outside of football here. Um, and – no, it's great. I mean, it's like eight, nine hours from home, but it's, it's, it's not the other side of the country from home. So it's nice, but also, I mean, the atmosphere, um, the, the environment, it don't get too cold. It gets hot, but then we just get on the boat. So it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Always something to do when you have the, uh, the hobbies that you have for sure. Hey, finish off the season in a good way and a uh, big shout out to what you're doing. I think Jaden will have a big smile on his face on Sunday when he sees those cleats. I hope so. Appreciate it, man. That is Logan Cook. Got to ring the bell. It's a bad ringing of the bell. Almost fumbled the bell. Got to ring that bell for Logan Cook, Mississippi State guy. And uh, by the way, uh, obviously supporting Ronald uh, McDonald uh, House Charities of Jacksonville. And uh, we are to this holiday season. Uh, be a part of the 690 Syndicate. And you can make just a $5 donation. All you have to do is go to ESPN690.com. And uh, help us with the Deck the Doors campaign. Put a smile on these kids' faces, much like Logan Cook did uh, with that trip. And so many other Jags players are doing a great job with uh, my cause, my cleats. And, and Logan Cook will be representing Ronald McDonald House of Jacksonville. Once again, go to ESPN690.com with the Deck the Doors campaign. And uh, we got a long way to go to meet our goal. So let's get rocking and rolling here uh, with the 690 Syndicate. Just a... Really a five dollar ask. If you if you want to do more, that's great. But uh, five bucks, and uh, we'll build toward uh, raising some funds for uh, the, the great folks at, at the Ronald McDonald House of Jacksonville. How about mid sixties? Logan Cook said about field goals. Why haven't they? Why haven't they tried them? I kind of want to see that now. I mean, he said it so confidently, like. Let's get a little look, see what well, you got maybe there, they're Logan. just as nervous as he is about extra points. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'd rather kick a 50-yarder than an extra point. Well, Brent, I mean, is it really that much of a difference, honestly, right, with what we've seen this year? I'll, Let I, him try. I actually want to – I'd almost want to see Logan Cook try a field goal this year. Yeah. I'd like to see it. Might as well. Having a fantastic year, the Jaguars punter, and uh, check out all the cleats this Sunday. Uh, Jags-Titans game. At TIAA Bank Field. We'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 696. Pack of picks. Up next. Austin Lane. Are we on right now? We're not. Like our screen? I guess we're good. Brent Martino. Yeah, you got to okay. go all the way. Yeah, we're back. Thanks for your concern. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. You all right? Vibing. I mean, you song. are. That's good. Vibing, man. Yeah. Nothing like the Hawaiian music. But. Nah, well, yeah, the, the Hawaiian slash Western music. It's up for debate. But this, man, this is just a, you, you and the homies are going through the hood a little bit. You know what I'm saying? You might get a little bumpy, Brent. Let's go. It's not? 
I mean, what what genre of music would you say this is? This is hip hop. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. Yeah, I like it too. By the way, we got to talk about Taylor Swift later because that was in the that was in the rundown. It should be in the rundown. I can't wait to see what your thoughts on it. Listen, it's one of the all-time favorite days of the year for you two <laughs> on this show. Like in the last two years, is when the Taylor Swift album dropped. Yeah. Well, listen. Let's go ahead and set a. Uh, we got to like maybe like five thirty or like five forty. Like, listen, we, we got to set aside a time because we got to promote it out the right way. Okay. Because the Swifties, that's what they call them, right? Who's they call them the Swifties? The Swifties will come out in full force. Okay. And you want to talk about a Kyler Murray bump? You want to talk about a few Cardinals fans here, there, there that come out and say what we got to say? Wait till we start talking about Taylor Swift. It's like wrestling fans times 20. You're going to have to be careful because you get yourself, well, yeah. <laughs> your career hey, to be over don't, with them. Don't, don't say anything stupid about her, obviously. And, and, and don't, you know, don't go against her. Don't go against the grain here. This isn't your time to be funny and like make fun of Taylor Swift. You, you have to stay on course. We just want the bump. You, you have to do your homework. And you, you got to speak eloquently about Taylor Swift. Can you do that? Yeah, I can do that. All right. The Taylor Swift bump here will be here around 5 o'clock. Tune in for that. Let's uh, mention Adam Gossett's got a big thing coming up in the next uh, couple of weeks as well uh, yeah. here around the holidays. We had Adam on, uh, well, boy, been a few months now. Man, it seems like forever, right? Um, yeah, so, so Adam Gossett has this cool charity uh, that, that he's helping with. And listen, it's really cool when – because take it from me. Anytime you go to a new team, you go to a new city, it's hard to kind of plant your roots right away, right? Because you're playing football. Um, that takes up most of your time. So I support anybody – that can come to a new city, a la Clayus Campbell, right? Um, a la Adam Gotsis here, who can come to a new city, you know, plant their roots a little bit and give back. And that's what he's doing here. Um, so this is the, so basically what he's doing, and it's a really cool thing, it's the Project 96 Toy Drive. And he's partnered up with Walmart, uh, and he's partnered up with One More Child. And what One More Child is, basically, it's, um, it's a foster home, right? And it helps out foster children. So what Adam's doing here is he's taking upon himself to help raise toys, um, you know, help help raise some money to make sure these kids have a great Christmas as well. Because let's be honest, uh, if, if you're going through the foster system, I, I can't imagine. Uh, I'm sure it's a very rough process, and these kids have been through a lot. So why not help them out a little bit? Why not help make their Christmas a little more special, you know, with some toys and things like that? So if you're interested in that, helping some kids out, go to www.onemorechild.org slash Merry Christmas 96. One more time, that's onemorechild.org slash Merry Christmas 96. You can help out the cause and help some kids uh, in need of some cool toys. Good stuff. I, I said this question to Logan Cook in, my, in our interview. It's like, I bet these guys have to miss getting out and about and interacting with people, especially this time of year. Yeah. You know, whether it's handing out turkeys at Thanksgiving, helping out gifts, uh, you know, for the holidays. You know, we've been, remember last year, I think we were at Academy with Fournette and he was giving bikes away to the yeah. kids and stuff. So those kind of um yeah, I, I think that means a lot to these guys, really. They use their platform. So, but it, but uh, like that's I said, another it, example of it. It's just so cool when a guy is new to the city, right? I mean, he's still getting his bearings around and he's helping out already. So that's that's really cool to see. And listen, I got nothing but respect for Adam because I remember when we had him on the show, and we the first thing we bring up, which I'm sure he hears all the time, hey, so do you have an accent or not? Because you know he's from Australia. So we asked him, do you have an accent? And the first thing he goes is, ah, mate. So, like, he was playing along with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure he, he's tired of hearing that question, but he was cool with us. It's a cool cause. Check it out, guys. All right. Speaking of pretty cool with us, and uh, thanks for hanging around and waiting a little bit before our six-pack of picks. But it's time to bring in Brandon Ponsel. And, oh, boy, we should have brought some music in, maybe some confetti. Maybe a little Taylor Swift. Maybe a little Taylor get, Swift. Get, get, get Brandon the Taylor Swift bump. 
Can Brandon handle he, the Taylor Swift bump? He's earned it. Six and all a week ago. No way. Six and all he a week not. ago. Dang. How about that, Brandon Potzel? Uh, I, I texted Brent on Sunday. And said, tell Austin not so fast, my friend. I'm coming for you, man. <laughs> a little weak corso. Well, and that begs the question. I'm sure, Brent, you probably can't tell us right now, but <laughs> what, what, what was like the overall scoreboard looking like right now? Don't, hey, no need to count your numbers because we know where you stand. I have no idea. You're, you're out of the running. Works. Okay. Well, Listen, hopefully it's close. I was trying to get lunch today. I wasn't counting. I got you. You're getting Zach's piece. Yeah. So, uh, Brandon <laughs> Ponsel from jackscoastalhomes.com. Let's see if he can come up with another uh, big week. We'll, we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, we always ask a real estate question or two and see what's going on. And you, you got to tell us, you know, we played golf. Oh, boy, it's been a while now. And you were telling me about this, which which is interesting because I'm, I'm into the real estate stuff. Uh, but your setup with Jack's Coastal Homes is a little bit uh, different. I think then maybe a lot of real estate businesses uh, with EXP Realty. Tell us a little bit about it. What, what's that all about? Yeah, so so EXP is by far the fastest growing real estate company in the world. Uh, a lot of people in Jacksonville probably don't know about it. Jacksonville moves a little slower than the rest of the uh, the major markets. But what EXP has done, it's all tech-driven. It's a cloud-based real estate brokerage that allows individual realtors to keep any brand identity um, of their own and market themselves versus being a part of an organization that requires you to promote, say, Coldwell Banker or Sotheby's. So you get to drive the initiative and promote your brand and and promote yourself in your local community. And that's what EXP does. Uh, stocks up a thousand percent this year. Wow. Uh, this, is hard, this is hard to swallow if you think about these real estate brands that are just staples in, in people's heads. Reality, which is uh, Better Homes and Gardens, Century 21, ERA, Coldwell Banker, and Sotheby's, has a market cap one-third the size of EXP's. And EXP's only been in the real estate business for 10 years. So crazy, crazy company, lots of smart people at the very, very top, help agents out with all sorts of technology tools, um, anything you can need to be successful in the real estate business or get properties marketed globally. Um, real estate is a global game. Um, you know, if you're putting your house on the market, it's in Jacksonville, you don't think this way, but there's global investors and you want size and scale and technology to promote your listing. And that's what EXP offers. Very good. Check it out. Jackscoastalhomes.com. Brandon Ponsel, you had me at hello or you had me at <laughs> up a thousand percent. Yeah, that's all you had to say. <laughs> Sold, man. We get it. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah. For those uh, listeners, it's the uh, stock symbol is EXPI. Give it a look. Uh, don't, don't make any uh, big financial contributions on my tip, but I am very bullish on this company as it continues to grow. The scalability of it is uh, unbelievable how they, they a, launched in Mexico and Portugal this last month going into new markets every day. How about that? As Austin now has forfeited yeah. all of his picks today oh, for yeah. this segment. As now, I'm going on my Robinhood account as we speak right now, <laughs> just to kind of dip my toes in the pool and see what we're dealing with here. It's all good. Uh, all right, so let's get to the picks. Uh, Brandon Ponsel from jackscoastalhomes.com. Check him out, jackscoastalhomes.com. Uh, love talking real estate with him and love making the picks on and Fridays. stocks now, apparently, And too. stocks. Yeah. I mean, he's got it all. So uh, let's uh, let's see what we have today. you got to follow up 6-0. and oh. I have to follow up one and five, and, and you have to follow up two and four. Ooh, not a not, good week. Not my best showing. All right, so, hey, we begin. We get the uh, Army-Navy game, yeah. Navy-Army game. And Army, you know, has really turned this series. Yeah. Uh, and I think Munkin, the coach of Army, was 
he was kind of, there were some whispers about him going to South Carolina, mm-hmm. in fact. But he's done a great job at Army. So uh, that must be a Navy fan, <laughs> but especially here in Jacksonville. That's beeping. But, Brandon, Army's favored by a touchdown. What do you like in the game? Tom Unka has done a great job at Army. Very impressed uh, with the way they flipped this series. God, it was a lot of. A lot of pain for uh, Army fans in the early 2000s. But uh, I, I like Army here. I think they get the job done. I'll lay the seven and take Army. So for me personally, um, I haven't seen Army play all year. I've watched Navy play a couple times. This goes back to my grandfather. We used to, you know, we grew up watching the Navy-Army game together. He's an Army guy. I'm always cheering for Army. So this is more of just in respect for him. i got to go Army. Know your town. Go Navy. I, I see you, right? Army. Yep. At least for today. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully you get an endorsement deal off that. Hopefully. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, North Carolina and Miami. This is a good game. Yeah. Miami now. One loss. Uh, Manny Diaz was my give me one thing at the end of uh, on Monday coming off the weekend because I don't think anybody's talking about Miami. And they continue to win. And that was an impressive one over Duke, by the way. They thumped them last week. Can they beat North Carolina and still have just that one loss? Brandon, what do you think? Three-point favorite for the Hurricanes. For any of our Canes fans listening, of all the years for uh, Notre Dame to join the ACC for one year, kept them out of the ACC title game in a rematch against Clemson. But Crazy. this is going to be Manny's ACC championship game. They're going to be fired up, and they're going to handle the heels. So here's the thing. I mean, I have Miami all day, too, and it's only minus three, and the game's in Miami. Like, am I missing something? This makes me nervous. Like, it's almost like Vegas knows something that I don't. Ah, North Carolina's been tricky, you know. I mean, sometimes they're very good. They, they could put yeah. up 50 points, and all of a sudden they put up 20 points. I think they're a tough – I think uh, they're, they're probably banking on people going – all in on Miami here because of what they did to Duke last week. Sure. That's well, what Vegas is playing a little bit of a game. So here. regardless of that, I am taking Miami, but I'm taking it and I'm I'm okay. I got eyes in the back of my head right now, Brent, because I feel like something's about to happen. Yeah, you got a little wink. Yeah, I got something's not right here, but go ahead. All right. Uh, next up, we go to the NFL. Hey, who now. are you taking though, huh? Oh, that's right. I should have said it. I got Miami too. Okay, cool. All right, I had written it down and just didn't say it. <laughs> okay. Uh okay. I, I'm doing this game, guys. Cowboys and Bengals. And the reason I'm doing this game is because this is a big game for the Jags draft position. Uh, you know, if the Bengals win, I'm pretty sure the Jags can win two games and still have the number two overall pick. I, I don't know the exact tiebreaker with the Cowboys, but I'm pretty sure that's how it shakes out. So I'd be rooting for the Bengals if I'm a Jags fan here just to secure the number one or two pick, but especially that two pick. Cowboys are three and a half point favorites, Brandon, on the road at Cincy. Yeah, both both these teams have really nothing to play for at this point other than the Bengals are young and... They're going to play harder, I think. I think the Cowboys are checking out on this season, so I'll take the Bengals and the three-and-a-half points at home. I hope you're right. So go ahead and give me the Cowboys. I'm going with the team that has the better quarterback, the better running back, the better receivers. Both defenses are trash, so that cancels each other out. So I'm going with the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm taking Dallas, too. I, I, I don't know why, but Dallas is just so – they just feel so much better. And here's what I think. I actually think Cincinnati's kind of – like, if you had to put a fish in the tank – yeah. I might put Cincinnati's fish in the tank because, <laughs> seriously, I think it's a smart move on their part to be really good. Yeah. You know, think about it like San Francisco. San Francisco had their quarterback, mm-hmm. but then they were bad, and they got Nick Bosa. Correct. Right? And yeah. so that elevated them in a hurry. Changed their whole defense around, so, their whole scheme around. So now Cincinnati can go get 
the Oregon offensive lineman, lineman yeah. and protect Joe Burrow mm-hmm. and land. Now, they might be able to get him at number three as well. Mm-hmm. But they also, I don't think, want to slip all the way down to six or seven. Mm-hmm. Or they could trade back and get a ton of draft capital. So oh. since he's in a favorable position, if they stay with just two wins. Let me ask you this. Do you think Mike McCarthy's coaching for his job right now? I don't think so. No. Okay. I think it's too early. Okay. Uh, well, all right. talk to Mike Malarkey. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Uh, what else do I have? Cardinals and Giants. Cardinals favored by three on the road against a Giants team who's tricky and have won four in a row, Brandon. I hope uh, Austin earned a bye in his fantasy league because Tyler Murray's going to put up another stinker in the Meadowlands. I like the Giants all day. I think the Cardinals are fading fast and the Giants are on the come. So give me the Giants. Is Daniel Jones playing in this game or not? I don't think they're sure yet. Okay, they're not positive, right? But I think he's. I think he's going to play because he. Oh, thought, well, then Cardinals think, all day. I think they gave him a chance to play last week. So D- Daniel Jones might be playing. This, if Cardinals Daniel Jones day. beats Kyla Murray, oh man, oh my gosh, okay, the checkmark so, game on Tuesday so, is going to be outstanding. L- listen, so first of all, <laughs> to, Andrew Brand, to answer Brandon's question about Kyler Murray is he on a buy? It doesn't matter because I still have Josh Allen, and I think Josh Allen now has overtaken Kyler Murray in terms of starting reps. So don't worry about my fantasy team. Worst looking giant, <laughs> mighty mighty peachy right now. I don't, now. I don't know about you, Brandon, but it certainly sounds like Kyler Murray has a consolation bracket shoulder coming, injury. Coming from the consolation <laughs> bracket, Brent. Hey, I'm telling you, you hurt a shoulder. Regardless, though, give me the Cardinals. I feel like they're in desperation mode right now. Give me the better offense. Give me the weapons. Give me Kingsbury. Um, you know, his. I guess his just football savvy here to try to find a way to beat the Giants more than three. I've got Arizona too. I just think they're a better team. Giants have been very admirable in their efforts as of late. I just still think Arizona's probably better overall on paper. Alright, this is interesting guys. Pittsburgh goes to Buffalo. Fantastic game. Yeah. But, but the Bills getting some respect. I, I know you get three points for being a home team, but they're two-point favorite at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Come So Vegas says, hey, Steelers are going to lose two in a row. Mm-hmm. Brandon, what do you think? I think, uh, I think the Steelers are are in trouble this weekend. No Joe Hayden. Uh, Diggs is going to light light up that defense that had some issues covering the pass against uh, Washington offense. It's nothing special. So I think uh, Buffalo's playing hot and the Steelers aren't, and I'll take the Bills. Listen, Brett, you know how I feel about this. Anytime you pass 50 times per game, unless your name is Patrick Mahomes, you're not going to win a football game. That's what the Steelers have been doing lately, passing way too much, not pounding the rock. When I say pounding the rock, James Conner's coming back. He can slow the game down a little bit. People forget how good that Pittsburgh Steelers defense has played, and they forget how explosive they are at the receiver position. I'm not sold on the Bills' defense. Give me the better defense. Give me the better maybe receiving core. Uh, Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, man, you had me all over the place right there. I thought you were going to go with Buffalo, and I was going to get a game picker up, so I'm going to go with Buffalo. (laughs) You going Buffalo? Yeah, I just changed my pick. All right. Um, (laughs) I'm going with Buffalo. I, I think this means more to Buffalo because for organizations like Buffalo, even regular season games against teams like Pittsburgh mean a lot. Yeah. But... I, it's going to be tough to lose two in a row for Pittsburgh. They are talented, and I think Tomlin's going to have them ready to go. So this is a tough game, tough game. All right, Titans-Jags, any chance for the Jags? Seven-and-a-half-point dogs, Brandon? The Jags have, uh, have have had a good season in Vegas. So I'm going to take uh, Jacksonville in the seven-and-a-half. They're playing hard for Coach Marone. I, I know he's probably on his way out, but he's at least got them playing hard, and I think they keep this under the touchdown. Listen, this Titans team was embarrassed by the Cleveland Browns. All right, I think Brable's going to have them ticked off and ready to go. Keep in mind, this is the Titans-Jaguars we're talking about. There's no way the Jaguars can cover the Titans two times in one year. 
Give me Derrick Henry. Give me the Titans by at least seven and a half. And also a little bonus point. I predict that Derrick Henry is going to have a play that's going to be the next next gen highlights that you're going to see in those commercials for really? Amazon. Yeah, another one. Another one. He's got enough for his another career one. resume against the Jags. Yeah, I'm going to take the Jags here. I'm coming oh, with Brandon. Oh, sunshine and rainbows. Well, not to win. Now, if they want to win, they'll bring Gardner Minshew off the bench, yeah. and then they'll try to win. Yeah. But I agree with Brandon. I think they're going to play hard. And I don't know. Tennessee might be in a little bit of a December dive. You know, where are they? That was an ugly performance. That yeah. wasn't 41-35. That was a bad performance mm-hmm. by the uh, Cleveland Browns. So, all right, uh, Brandon Ponzo. I'm sorry about the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Brandon Ponzo from JacksCoastalHomes.com. Stock tips, real mm-hmm. estate tips, and good picks along the way. Nice work, and have a good weekend. Yes, sir. You guys have a good one. Bye. Thanks. All right, that's Brendan Ponsel, uh 6-0 I mean, a week ago. We haven't even talked about Daniel Jones versus Kyler Murray. That's insane, man. We'll that's talk the, about it on Tuesday. I mean, that's the header right there. We either talk about it on Tuesday or I don't show up. <laughs> I mean, that's your it. choice. Or, yeah. or else I don't show up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One of them's talk, one of us is talking a lot about it on Tuesday. Line. Yeah, someone's going to be talking. <laughs> For sure. Hey, you know, Brandon's not wrong. You know the Jags, I think I think the number is they're 6-6 six and six against the spread this year. Huh. Trust me. Now, they've been underdogs, I think, in every game. Yeah. Now, they might have been a favorite against Miami. I think they were. It, but uh, I think they were a favorite against yeah, Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, shows you that they played a lot of close games. Yeah. But I think basically 15 games this year, they're going to be underdogs, unless they're a favorite against Chicago. But I don't see that happening either. Yeah. All right, we'll be back. Uh, more talk uh, in the NFL world coming up. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. An hour to go in this week. Hope you're doing well here on a Friday in Jacksonville.